0: When we lose ourselves, we don't notice. Well, at least, not at first. It can come slowly, creeping insidiously but well, it can be caused by a sudden jerk where we are pushed out of our bodies into free fall. Then one day you look in the mirror and don't know the person staring back anymore. We wander across the landscape of our lives without far more function. Emotions become wild beasts that stampede and leave us breathless. We pour ourselves into the cookie cutter shape of who we're supposed to be. Only then When we've been in that place where the brambles grow, the place where we become a black hole that sucked everything around us into nothingness, only then can we start to come back, to make the journey across the seas and deserts of our sentience. When we finally arrive back, standing in the brilliance and warmth of our love and strength, only then do we realise we had to get lost, and forget who we were so that we could fill up the corners of our body again with who we are truly supposed to be. supposed to
1: be. Welcome aboard the Megabus to the Ritz, episode five, season two. This one is called Tesla taxi. It's about losing yourself and then finding yourself in the shower. Join me at midnight, as we go in search of that Tesla taxi.
0: <laughs> All
1: aboard! Mega to the Ritz. Mega to the Ritz. Whose seat is this on the mega bus to the Ritz? Do you mind if I sit down? Good evening, mega Praise be to the bus. I am your bus driver, Jimmy Watkins, former international athlete, now full-time running punk. That there was the voice of Brain Girl and that there was the music of myself. I went through three genres there for you. Um originally there were two. I sent the the rough edit to Lauren and she said, "I think you can get another another style in there. Challenge yourself. You know, you're not busy." challenge yourself to another type of music, so I added that third bit at the end, and I, you know what, I hope it was worth it for everybody, I certainly enjoyed it. I've been escaping into music making a lot this week, Um, in between like really intense bits of working hard, I will then just go, let's just make some music, so there's a lot of, uh, yeah, there's a lot of crazy music on this episode today, and I've really enjoyed making it, and I'm kind of proud of everything, as <laughs> that sounds... I know my job is just to drive the bus, but I'm really excited about playing some of the music for you today. Okay, so um, this one is called Tesla Taxi. It's about a moment I had in the shower, a very nice moment in the shower, which had nothing to do with my lime shower gel. I felt as if I was suddenly saying goodbye to certain parts of the past that I no longer wanted. It was a beautiful moment, but it was also quite an existential moment because, you know, it's, it's quite unsettling to realise that a version of yourself that you're quite used to, a version of yourself that you thought you liked just suddenly slips away. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's quite scary when you go in the shower just to clean your shins, to suddenly realise you've cleaned away your whole personality, a whole decade's worth of Jimmy down the plug hole. Maybe you should get the plumber. That's definitely going to cause a blockage, isn't it? Ten years of Jimmy going around that U-Bend. Anyway, let's have a little instrumental break and we will talk about the training I've done over the past week and a half I guess it's been a while I've been busy you know the situation now when the Megabus turns up you just get on it come on guys I paid you good money to play something upbeat on the bus it's not often you get a band playing on the Megabus the guitarist is good you're okay just playing the same two notes the rest of you come on Ah, oh, forget it Right, let's talk about my running this week It has been the most glorious week and a half of running Because Oh, it feels so good to say this I have finally rediscovered my love of running big miles It takes a certain kind of dedication To go out and just keep on running for hours Well, not even hours, just more than an hour <laughs> Let's fade this band out They're not really doing anything for me today Uh so, yeah, this week and a half, wow. I mean, last week, let's just start with last week. Let's just not talk about a week and a half in one chunk. Let's break it up so you can taste it. Um, last week was the most I've run since August last year. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I am such a lazy athlete. You know, I just, as soon as I get out, recently I just want to come back home but I've something's happened I just thought you know what I'm I'm gonna stick at it and I think well I know exactly what it is that happened I I've started running with other people again since it's been allowed I haven't arranged it don't get me wrong I don't another kind of person who would arrange running with someone I just go out and if I see someone (laughs) I latch onto them and run with them but yeah two days last week where I ran with people and oh my word it's just different isn't it it's just a totally different sport. It becomes so much easier. You just I turned the music off and I was just having a bit of conversation and it was amazing. On, on both those days, I ran some great some great distances. Well, for me anyway. So let's just, hang on, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's just go through the week. So Monday, let me have a drink of water actually. Mm. So Monday was my rest day. I love that. I love my Monday rest days. I'm just buttering my crumpets ready for the week. Tuesday, I did the TV Priest running review. Amazing album. Absolutely loved it. Uh, Sub pop. Only when I shared it on their social media. So, you know what? I guess I'm doing running reviews for the big guys now. Um, That was like... I ran nine kilometers to an album, and then I had my usual two-kilometer warm-up, two-kilometer warm-down. So, what's that? Like, 13 kilometers. So, good. Uh, Wednesday, I did nine kilometers feeling amazing. I had one kilometre where I felt like absolute muck. My calf started hurting again. I started panicking. I thought, this is it. This is it. The calf's going to go. The calf is going to go. Um, I was running in new trainers as well, my new, brand new Sacconi rides. If you want to sponsor me, you know, ah, let, hang on a minute now. Hang on a minute. Sacconi, right? You need to sort yourselves out. right? You're, you make probably one of the greatest running shoes in the world, but You are just so bad at interacting with people on social media. You absolutely suck. You need to sort it out. But then I guess you could say, well, we're only in it to make shoes. We don't really want to chat to you on Twitter. Anyway, so I bought a new pair of rides and um, I went for a run. First nine kilometers felt amazing. Next one kilometer, honestly, I thought my calf is going to go. It's going to go again. So I started having a bit of a panic on. I was like, oh, if I had a paper bag, I would have blown into it. Uh, and then the next four kilometres were okay, and I ran, ran about four thirty-one per kilometre, which is fast for me. If you know the kind of running I do, that is fast for me. Uh, Thursday. <laughs> absolutely disgusting run i was listening to a podcast about spinoza um who just someone i've become interested in recently i've been like reading about him i've got a book here i made a start in it, i couldn't couldn't make head or of tail it. of it was just total garbage but i i will stick at it and i will work out just what the hell this dead portuguese guy is trying to say um Is he Portuguese? I think he's Portuguese. Anyway, so yeah, that was a real disgusting run. And it was funny because ha-ha-ha-ha, funny-ha-ha. I'd seen a lot of people say that they were experiencing, like just runs where they weren't feeling it. And, you know, you know, you, you encourage them, you say, don't worry, you know that the next day is going to be better. But it was just so bizarre to suddenly have a run like that for me. And it was, honestly, I can't remember the last time I hated a run so much. I nearly took off my shoes and I was going to feed them to a horse. It was that bad. So I ran seven kilometres, kind of around 5.30 a kilometre. Then on the Friday, I was in an absolute stinker. I hated the run so much on Thursday that I had Friday off. <laughs> I had to. Two days off. Two days off. And I had honestly started that week thinking, this is the week I'm finally going to run more than 60 kilometers. And I've already down to two days off. Uh, one because it's like my Monday day off and the Friday just because I hated the run on Thursday so much. <laughs> so on Saturday, I went out determined to run, like I wanted to run maybe like 20 kilometers, 16 kilometers, something like that. So I set off and I really wasn't enjoying it. Honestly, My street is 400 metres long. And by the time I got to the end of the street, I thought, I'm just going to turn around and go home. I'm not feeling this today. But then all of a sudden, I saw a Llanelli runner called Daniel Thomas, gave him a thumbs up, and I just joined in with him. I ran, I think I ran five kilometres with Daniel, and then he went in a different direction. And I was like, look, I'm going to go this way. So, But just running with him for that little bit of time, I was just thinking, oh, my God like running is so much easier when you're with another person, we were just chatting, in, uh, and, but like, just aside from that, I, just my body felt different, I wasn't thinking about how I was feeling, I was just running, I was just running, you know, like, <laughs> you know how you used to when you just, you were just running because you love it, that's what I felt like, um, so I managed 19 kilometres on that day, really terrible weather, uh, but you know what, just I was absolutely buzzing that I did that. Um after I said goodbye to Dan, I put the new Mogwai album on and I was cruising like four forty-eight a kilometre, which again is is fast for me on a run when I'm not doing a session. You know, I'm usually jogging I I'll just give you an idea. If I'm going out for a run, it's five forty six minutes per kilometer pace. So anything below five minutes on average for a whole run is fast for me. But I was just I was buzzing, you know, I was really excited about it. So that was good. And then on a Sunday. I thought, right, I'm on a roll here. I was really looking forward to getting out and doing another long run. So I set off, hated it, hated it, the first, the first four kilometers. I'd stopped for a piss about eight times Uh, and then I discovered a little gate in the woods and I was like, do you know what, I'm going to knock this on the head. I'm going to go exploring in the woods. I'm just going to go for a walk. And just as I was about to do that, I saw another two Llanelli runners, Mark and Dean, uh, I joined in with those, I was like, how far are we running? They said 20 miles, I was like, well, that's a bit far Don't you think that's a bit far? Come on um, But they, don't luckily for me, they'd done about 12 by then So I think I ran 8 miles with those guys and then just pushed on on my own So I ended up running uh, 23 kilometres on a Sunday 4.45 per kilometre pace And that, again, super fast for me I don't know why I need to keep on telling you that But, you know, <sighs> was what, I was just amazed I was amazed I managed to run like over 40 kilometers in a weekend <laughs> which is like usually what I manage between Monday and Friday uh, and I really enjoyed it I, I'm just here to tell you right now as the bus driver that I really enjoyed it and I'm so happy that honestly right I am so happy that I enjoyed being out running for that amount of time it was amazing and it kind of everything felt better as a result of it. So I was doing these runs before breakfast and then I was getting home and smashing a a super smoothie dummy with Mac uh, hemp seeds, all that stuff in it. And I was just like, oh, my word, I am rebuilding myself from the inside. Oh, this is beautiful. Uh, And that's carried through to this week. Monday, I had another rest day because I love them. I love a Monday rest day. Tuesday, I did the Witches running review. And that, oh, wow, Tuesday. Tuesday's a different story altogether. I woke up. This is bizarre. I woke up on Tuesday morning and I was going to do the running review. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the running review. I came downstairs and I thought, oh, there's something else I need to do today. And then I checked my calendar for March the 2nd. Bear in mind, it's February. I checked my calendar for March the 2nd and realised there's a lot I've got to do today. I've got to do a podcast for and microphones. I've got to do two podcasts for shooter microphones. And I've got to listen to all these albums that they want me to listen to. So forget the running review. So I set out the door. Uh, I sent a video to my mate Ian, who I do the the uh, Shoe podcast with. I said, mate, I'm really sorry. I've messed up. Um, I'm going to go for a run, listen to these two albums now. I'll be back home by half past 10 to do that podcast. And he sent me a video back saying, what are you on about? It's the wrong day. So that was just, what's going on? What is going on? And I think it's because I hit my head the day before. I was down the park with Tommy and I hit my head climbing inside a, a wooden tree house. And it hurt. I, it, it, there was blood and there was a couple of pains around So I just pretended like nothing I just pretended it didn't hurt at all But it was, I was in a lot of pain So I'm I'm blaming Tuesday on that The fact that I woke up and thought it was March What's that about? So I came home, put on my, my running review kit Smashed like a gel in my pocket Took my GoPro, went for a run And ran to The Witches album Absolutely loved it 10 kilometres, 4.42 per kilometre-ish In the mud, brilliant Wednesday, another 12 kilometres. right? 4.30 pace Like what is going on here Like I'm running far and fast And I'm loving it uh, And then today It is Thursday today i give you i give away a little secret I am recording this on a Thursday Today I ran 11 kilometres 4.44 per kilometre In the sunshine Shorts and t-shirt Tie-dye t-shirt With bright shoes on With a smile on my face Oh it fe- You know what oh, I could have some water It feels so good to actually be in love with running like and not not be in love with my training or not be in love with uh going out and discovering music with a running review actually being in love with running again wow okay uh like i said this episode is called tesla taxi and there's something i noticed on a lot of those runs was the Tesla taxi, it's just appeared out of nowhere. I mean, I don't know if you gradually build up to a Tesla taxi. I don't know, like you you know, go from, uh, what do they have, like Vauxhall Vectors to like a Nissan and then build your way up to a Tesla. I don't know, but out of nowhere, like a cloud, this Tesla taxi is just doing laps and laps. I see it all the time when I'm running. So I followed it one day. I want to know where Tesla taxi is going. I started keeping a log of the days and times I've seen the Tesla taxi. And the next thing you know, I've made a song called Tesla Taxi. It's Monday, the 1st of February, I'm returning from the lone with a bag of corduroy and a Tesla taxi just drove past me by the bakers. Thursday, 11th of February, I was talking to Sideways Clive about his asbestos dentures when Tesla Taxi hovered like a hummingbird above an oil slick on Salem Street. What? There it is again. Did you see it? Tesla Taxi, Netly. It passed my house last night I thought it had come to deliver me a bag of dreams Tesla Taxi Zero gear changes Speed bump kisser Tesla Taxi Who drives that thing? Did you see them? All I saw was a ghost driving Tesla Taxi at midnight The tuning fork for birdsong Tesla Taxi The hand in hand vowels and the word moon The future coming to see you today Tesla Taxi, Netly. Decades of drinking and no hangover Smoking your lungs green Tesla taxi infinitely the plane wreck in a jungle, the self-peeling chorizo, Tesla Taxi infinitely the unbreakable Easter egg, the unsucked thumb, flight of the club card navigator, Easter Island windscreen wipers, Aztec glove box, hieroglyphic Rotax, Ziggy Stardust running late for his osteopath appointment. Tesla Taxi, the side the butcher stunned at the slack Joe silence. Tesla Taxi driving an infinite loop around Flanetly as I stole my two-litre diesel engine, creeping past a crematorium. Tesla Taxi, driving with my tongue tesla taxi accelerate the eyelids tesla taxi what does it mean tesla taxi are you coming for me (laughs) Uh, it is just a car though at the end of the day it's it's probably just a car but if it's just a car why is it why is it in my dreams why can i feel it why can i feel tesla taxi constantly driving around to i really had a good time making that song. One of the reasons I enjoyed it so much is because I got to use a chord progression I've wanted to use for a while. That's quite geeky, isn't it? But I've always wanted to do something that hardly moves around. So it starts in G-sharp minor, then it goes to G, and then it just goes up to A minor, and then back to G-sharp minor. That's that's the kind of thing I get excited about because it's easy to play. <laughs> oh, That's what's happened. My My laziness towards running has now gone to music, and now I'm enjoying running. Anyway, that was Tesla Taxi. It's been a good week and a bit for art for me. I've been really enjoying a lot of things. I've been really enjoying some good books as well. Let me just go through the books I've been reading. Um, one is called Long Live the Post Horn by Vigdis Horth. I believe that's how you say it. I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. it the surname is spelt H-J-O-R-T-H. So uh, anybody knows how to pronounce that, please let me know. I did have a look, actually, Um how to pronounce it, because I've been watching uh, a lot of interviews with her on YouTube. She is so fascinating, like such an amazing and interesting woman. And none of those interviews introduce her with a name, so I'm I'm kind of guessing that's how you say it. But um, yeah, long live the post-horn, right? She says in one of her interviews, actually, and you, you get this, this feeling from reading the book, um, that uh, she believes her mission... Or not mission, just as a writer, she wants to tackle the big existential questions, and she really does that in this book, and one of the things I really love about it is that she says things that only a female writer can say. You know, she puts words onto her thoughts, and then onto paper, and only a female writer could say that, and I think that is so important for men, right, to read stuff like that, is to really read it, because I think that is the only way that your brain is going to grow and change and be more accepting of anything else that isn't dressed up in shorts like you and acting all macho. I, honestly, I'm I'm coming to this strange conclusion. It's not a strange conclusion. I'm a surprised by it because I grew up on things like Kerouac and Hemingway. I, I Even though I wasn't a massive fan, but that, those are stuff I read. And I, as I get older, I really think that, literature is a domain that is so suited to female writers I think they have much more interesting stories to tell than men and that is something I'm really thinking at the moment and yeah she she just adds to that theory of mine it's not even a theory it's just like a feeling I guess it's like a gut feeling or it's, it's what I'm really enjoying reading at the moment because it really I mean I guess the point of fiction is to obviously enjoy the story but to open you up to new ideas why you know and and just get inside someone else's brain where you wouldn't usually go I think that's how you really develop as people is to spend time in the book and and just be inside a different character see the world through their eyes and I just think if you're a man the best way to do that is to read some some female literature because it's just I don't know it's amazing I can't think of anything that's that's touching something like this at the moment it's just it seems so streets ahead of anything else so that is just brilliant um and One of her interviews, one of the things she really says that I absolutely loved, um, she says uh, that she wanted to write was impossible to explain without being interrupted. And this was as a kid. She knew that, uh, I believe she says, from fourth grade in school. So (laughs) how how old is that? I don't know. Um, But as a kid, I I guess you've still got Velcro on your shoes then, so you're not really an adult. Um, Because everybody knows you're grown up as soon as you start doing laces. But yeah, just that thought that writing for her is, you know, trying to understand what is impossible to explain. So that's a really... I, I, I've loved that book. Um, another quite interesting thing about it, though, is the, the title uh, is taken from a quote by Kierkegaard. And Kierkegaard, he's a philosopher who I, I really like. Um, I mean, Lily uh, of the Fields and the Bird of the Air is one of my favourite philosophy books. Um, even though it's, it's quite biblical. Well, I mean, it, it takes its... The whole thing is taken from a, a, a section of the Bible, but it's just something about Kierkegaard. And this that, I think he's got like a finger, you know, like Vigdish like Hoth, where just got a finger on something you can't explain. Just trying their best to explain something. And uh, I was thinking about Kierkegaard when I was in the shower, uh, when I had this moment of revelation, which I will talk about in a bit but I I just love it when you know something's on your mind and then you you you're involved in something else and then they are connected with this thing I just love that so that's quite magical isn't it uh, another book um which I have like I haven't been reading it as much as, as i want to because it's an actual physical book it doesn't glow in the dark like a kindle but uh it is Panpsychism in the west by david scabina uh this is the most expensive book i've ever bought it cost me 22 pound which is an extortionate amount of money for a paperback but i i just i'm fascinated by panpsychism. it's something that rebecca tamas uh i mentioned her last week in her book um I can't remember what it's called now, Strangers. Uh, yeah, that's what it's called. Uh, she mentions panpsychism. And you know when you've had a theory, I guess, your whole life that makes sense only to you? You think that only makes sense to me, but I don't really know how to describe it. I don't know how to explain what it is. She touches on it in her book, and I was like, oh, my word, it's panpsychism. That what that thing that I kind of feel like I'm aware of, and I feel that I, I, I sound like I'm a crazy hippie here, but... You know, there's moments where, uh, there's a, for example, Tenerife, right? I'm fascinated by Tenerife. I've been on holidays there once. And when I went to Tenerife on holidays, I read a couple of books. And those books seem to take on a whole new life in Tenerife. Like, I've read them since coming back from Tenerife, and they don't feel the same. And panpsychism is how ev- there's mind in everything. So uh, your state of mind can be influenced by. The natural surroundings around you, and I, you know, it's just something I haven't been able to uh vocalize, put into words until I read that in her book. And now I'm exploring a bit more pantheism. I'm just fascinated by it. So that's a big book which is up the front of me, uh, which is up the front with me in the mega And yes, I will read it once there's more daylight. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a kindle so yeah those are the two books i've been absolutely loving i'm just checking out what else have i been reading ah oh, just bits and bobs you know the usual just dipping in and out of things that's how my brain works my brain just loves to just dive in books and uh just get inspired by little lines music wise uh this is a weird one right so if you're anywhere near social media this week you know there's a big push to get mogwai to number one i i I would love Mogwai to be number one. They were probably the first band I fell in love with around about the same time as Supergrass. I bought Young Team and I, you know what? I just, yeah, fell in love with that band and quite an odd band for a young teenager to be into. And yeah, obviously I would love Mogwai to be number one, but there's another album which is in the running for it, uh, and it came out this week, obviously, because <laughs> it's in the running at the same time. But it's a hip hop album by a gentleman called Getz. It's seventy minutes long, right? It's such an epic album, and I just think you know, as good as the Mogwai album is, this Getz album is on another level. It's absolutely phenomenal as a work of art. I think it just pisses all over it, <laughs> you know? Like it's so good. Uh, so that's a strange one for me because I I would love Mogwai to be number one because. I mean, it just gives you hope. I mean, you, you you think that those Mogwai fans are also people who read books, so those they would be intelligent. It just shows, I mean, how the cultural landscape could probably sh- change if supermarkets are not allowed to sell books and music. Because <laughs> I think Mogwai going to the top of the charts just shows how often people go to Asda or Tesco for bread and end up coming home with a Taylor Swift album. But at, at the end of the day, I like to see the greatest work of art rewarded. So I I would love to see Getz go to number one, but I would never say that on Twitter because I'd have loads of Mogwai fans standing outside my house playing post rock for <laughs> forever. Ah, <laughs> oh, right. Let's get into the nitty gritty of my moment of realisation in the shower. So I mentioned Kierkegaard earlier and I was talking about the books and this is where he popped into my head the other day I was in the shower and I, I've always thought of this line that Kierkegaard says where how um, odd it is that we never notice the moment we lose ourselves so he says you know you would notice the moment you lost a leg or you lost an arm you would notice that immediately but when you lose yourself you have no idea and maybe the people around you have no idea and I've always thought. That's a that's a cool idea. I like Oh, hey Mr. Kierkegaard, I really like that idea. But I don't know. I don't know if I could fully get on board it. Cause I just thought you would obviously know. If you'd lost yourself, you would know. So I was in the shower. Um, you know, without sounding like too much of a hippie, I'm feeling good because I don't drink anymore. I'm feeling really good because of like just like I'm looking after myself, I'm eating better. Um so I'm just I'm just feeling just like positive, mentally and physically. Can you feel physically positive? I guess my hamstrings are smiling. My calves, I got their thumbs up. So yeah, I guess physically I was, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling positive. So I'm in the shower just, you know, washing the 60% of my head that's got hair on it. And I suddenly just felt like, oh, I feel really glad. I feel really happy about the way things are turning out the way my my life is going all of a sudden I feel really happy about it and um you know I'm, I'm glad that I made those decisions to to stop the things that were bad for me to, to make my life better so you know I was thinking oh, I'm glad I started running oh, I'm really glad I started running one of the things I was thinking was if I hadn't started running in 2019 you know I definitely wouldn't have started during lockdown so you know Good job I did when I When I did really Because it would be too late by now You know I'd, I'd still be working in an office And you know Just Yeah it was just You know I, I was just feeling grateful um and I You know Another thing was like Oh thank you know Thank thank you For stopping drinking Nice one Jim Thanks for looking after yourself By no longer drinking booze So you know Yeah good Good Patting the back in the shower And then I suddenly Just had this feeling Like that I was just letting A lot of stuff go It was really It was really weird um, it was really beautiful, it was really euphoric I just felt suddenly that the past really was the past I was no longer attached to it I was no longer attached to things that had happened Like only a couple of years ago Which still bugged me um, Things that like a person had said to me Like a real harsh kind of character assassination uh, Still lived with me uh, And even though you know Day by day you're, you're making improvements To make yourself better That, that Kind of like a sting. Yeah, I had called a sting. It's still with you and you still you still carry it through. So I was just amazed that I, I felt a sudden release and freedom. And then I got really upset. I got really upset because I thought Kierkegaard was right. I really hadn't noticed that I'd lost myself. I really hadn't noticed. I, I'd spent a good 10 years just not being myself. Like not knowing who I am, not knowing what I should be doing, kind of just sleepwalking from like one part of my life to the next and it was I don't know it was terrifying it just hit me I was like wow that has happened to me that thing that I've been mulling over in my mind which Kierkegaard said and I thought maybe it's true maybe it's not has actually happened to me I did lose myself and I didn't even notice and I don't think people around me noticed and that's crazy isn't it that it's just that is just wild when that can happen to you at 38 years old and I went in the shower. Feeling like 38-year-old Jimmy, that I'm doing all this stuff uh, because I want to improve, because I want my life to improve, I want my health to improve. I, you know, I just want to be better. I want to be a better person for my family. Uh, so I went in the shower, feeling, you know, like I'm still day by day doing as much as I can to move forward. And then I came out the shower, and it was like I came out the shower feeling how I remember feeling as a 25 year old athlete as a 24 year old athlete before the drinking and stuff started, I started I, I felt this energy and this determination and this like just sureness in who I was uh, and you know I don't think it's any coincidence that all of a sudden I'm, I'm willing to go out and run a bit further I mean obviously I'm not you know I, I never pretend I'm going to become a great runner on the road I just do it because I like it But there's, there's a focus there And and more than anything It was just this liberation from your own past It was just absolutely amazing So that that's why this episode is Kind of why it starts with, with Brain Girl Saying about, you know, losing yourself And finding yourself again Because when I was chatting to her about it She said that she got really emotional uh, Writing the words for that at the start Because it's something she's been through And I just think it's something that it touches us all it affects us all and it, it could start with what you think is like a harmless drink down the pub after work and that you know you do that every week it becomes part of routine I, I honestly think that drinking and and kind of like just blending in trying your best to fit in you just losing who you really are so that that happened to me last week and it was it was crazy so we're going to finish with and a nice little upbeat number I did where I wrote down I came out the shower and I wrote down everything I felt Uh, It's like five or six hundred words I wrote it all down Because I wanted to get it on paper I was going to do a voice recording But I wrote it all down And I just put like a bit of music together And I'm just reading The change I felt I went through in that shower There we are This has been episode five Of Mega Bus to the Ritz Tesla Taxi I am your bus driver, Jimmy Watkins If you've enjoyed this show Please tell your friends Please tell everybody Please share it I think it's a nice little thing to listen to While you're out running or in the house Okay Have a good day Have a good week, look after yourselves and let's finish with a nice positive song about that experience in the shower. Delta brainwaves in the shower may have had something to do with it. On the morning of Wednesday the 17th of February I experienced a very strange phenomenon A sudden rush of energy, light and happiness Raced through my body like a brand new bag of veins. Like an electric milk float carrying pants of blood On the first summer morning of the year It's hard to describe Just for you I will try It felt like i officially departed a version of myself While simultaneously arriving at another oh, wow. version of myself A plane taking off and landing at the same time I felt both the airport and the sky Ooh. Oh wow, that must have been something. There's more, there's more. My mind felt weightless, so I did a mental MOT to make sure I was still alive I thought about people that annoy me to see if they still mattered One by one I went through a checklist of one And to my utter amazement, I noticed that I no longer cared about things that had been said to me And had bothered me for years Those words and character assassinations, they didn't feel real It was as though I'd been wearing handcuffs made of smoke for over a decade Mental pain fell so far in the past that I may as well have belonged to a different life this was the joyful part. I felt elated that I managed to move on from a lot of muck that had carried around me. Next came the tears, real and uncontrollable tears. A shuddering of the shoulders and a huffing of the chest. It felt great. I kept thinking about something written by Kierkegaard, where he says how tragic it is that we never notice the moment when we really lose ourselves. He says it's strange how we notice immediately if we'd lost an arm or a leg. But for some reason, we are not aware of the life-changing damage that comes when we forget who we are. This is what made me cry. I stood there in the shower and saw myself from the age of 25 to 30 as a shadow version of who I really was I pictured myself walking around like an abandoned town centre a face like a bin full of seagulls I felt helpless because I hadn't noticed that for most of my adult life I just wasn't being myself oh what a waste of time I wanted to go back to tell myself that something had gone wrong but then I realised it's okay that's what I'm doing now I've become the 25 year old again just in second hand skin it felt like time travel I went in that shower with the mind of a 38 year old Who was often crippled by anxiety, guilt and delicate glutes And after washing behind my ears I'd suddenly become 25 year old Jimmy I felt stronger than I felt in years I could feel something timeless moving through my mind In a strange way I felt connected to the cosmos That's what life is I thought It's the formation and cooling of a star At one point in my making I was the perfect version of myself But then a load of necessary explosions and reactions had to take place For me to be seen, but for those around me to feel alive Now everything is settled and I'm comfortable in my corner of space I can see and understand the man I'm supposed to be And today felt like the day I got to start again This is wonderful I thought Before I got soap in my eyes thought, before I got soap in my eyes, this is wonderful, I thought, bus to the Ritz.